So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. Folks, what we're going to be chatting about today is luxury listings. That's one of the top questions we see in all the Facebook groups. A lot of the questions we get right into the show, and they're always like, hey, how do I get luxury listings? And usually my response is, well, you got to hang out with the people who fucking own those homes. Because if you don't, that's how you build a relationship with them, right? It's actually how Josh Altman got his start. If you ever read his book, Josh Altman used to hang out in the Starbucks. I think I have his book right here in my library somewhere. But he used to hang out in the Starbucks. That's how he got his first listing. He heard overheard eavesdropping in the line. Some athlete was selling his house. He threw his coffee away, gets behind him, and starts a conversation. And that was how he got his first listing. But he put himself in that environment. So what we're going to do today is our guest is going to prove me wrong in every single way. um, Because he's really good at something I'm not. Um, And most realtors aren't, to be honest with you, either. Um, But that's why it's probably working for him. And what he's an expert in is actually going about and getting luxury listings, but starting that prospecting journey on the phone. We're talking about possible cold calling. I don't know yet. We're going to get into and interview him, but this is phone prospecting and I can't do it. I hate sales. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't pick up the phone and call someone and try to sell my shit. I like when they come to me, but I do know phone prospecting works very well. And our other company owner advocate, um, we are creating all of our seller leads through cold calling and we're cold calling certain aspects. So it does work, yes, but this dude's going to give us the magic. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, George Delamis. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. All right. Damn, you I nailed it. That was a, ever have on the first a, I was taking notes when you said it a couple of times. That's why. Uh, but uh, why don't you say hello to your guest? Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're at. And I got all kinds of questions for you. Absolutely. Again, my name is George Delamis. I'm located here in the Panhandle in Florida. You're probably asking, where the heck is that? Well, that's in uh, a historic part of this is called 30A. That's where all our vacationers come down and investors. It's also Destin, Florida's in that area. Lifetime vacationers come down here as well. And yes, a big part of my business, I've sold over 100 million. And I'd say 99% of that's come through uh, phone prospecting, whether it's expired listings, just sold pendings. Uh, If I see a significant sale, maybe get to know the neighborhood a little bit, call in. And basically, I love to kind of run through that, see if I can give some good knowledge out to everybody. That's crazy. Um, how long have you been in the business first? I've been in the business. I got my license in 2013. Probably didn't start till end of 14, end of 15. I think okay. more than 14, I was still full-time in another job. And are you from your local geographic area or did you transplant in? Or Oh, no. I'm originally from Boston. Grew up there. Okay. Uh, spent quite a few years down in South Florida as a... Uh, little little kid moved back up to Boston, came up to this area by chance, and uh, yeah, that's really it. Really came up here by chance. No, definitely didn't know anybody. Uh, didn't have a sphere. Uh, really had nothing, and just went to work. That's why I ask, is that because you know when you have a sphere, real estate's not that difficult. You stay in front of your relationships, and it'll provide consistency in your business. You might not get super duper rich. Um, you'll have to prospect for that. However, you could have a consistent and make a very good income just off relationships as long as you have them. But when you don't, what do you do? 
right? So, all right, let's get into this. Um, so talk to me about why phone prospecting first? And is this the first thing you've ever done? Did you ever try anything else out and you stumbled into this? Why did you, how did you end up on the phone? Because most of us run away from this. Sure. So when I started out, I mean, literally the first year is like throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? See what sticks. Sure. Uh, back in the day, I was blogging, back backloading SEO to try to get mine you know, <laughs> right up. I'll tell you though, I, I did it and like I get on the first page, but then I would, you know, inbound wasn't coming, right? Uh, I would sit open houses. I, I liked it, but I didn't really love it. I didn't really ever like dealing with buyers. I'd rather blow my brains out than having to drive around for days with people. Hats off to those who do it. So how did I get into it? I started going on YouTube, how to how to get listings. I started studying listings, how they sold, you know, the photos were bad, the description was bad. I started studying like, why did this happen? And I, I stumbled across a guy from Massachusetts. So I probably gravitated to him being there. And I saw his YouTube videos and he did live calls. And I literally write down the scripts. What did he say? How did he say it? Um, so that was really the start into it. And then I just started calling. Scared as hell, phone ring. Don't answer, don't answer, don't answer. I'd answer, I'd stumble, but I'd have excitement. I'd have energy because like, I would go back years later and go, why the hell did someone list with me? I had no yeah. clue what I was saying, but I just didn't stop. So that was the evolution. Started there and then just over time, I study my craft every day. I'm probably like you, you know, tons of reading, looking into things. Uh, why do people say certain things? How does the brain work when somebody says something? What's the subconscious do? And that's what I really did. There's an art to it. It's not so much like if you know how to like, it's very similar to dating guys, uh, but there's an art to it, right? You got to like, yeah. you got to gain interest because let's be honest, like I get all the, uh, today I get all the uh, might be, what's it show up? Might be spam or what's the, the word on your phone? Yeah, says, spam like it. Spam likely. And I'm like, I'm not picking that up, you know, like all the time. So, I mean, that's even gotten harder and you're still having success. So let's start at the beginning here. How do we find the people to call? What's, are you grabbing data sets? Are you targeting anyone distressed? Who are you calling and how do you know they're sure. likely to move? And then like, how do we narrow the list down first? We'll start with that. Depending on your market. Now this market doesn't have as many expireds. Uh, that, that's how I kind of cut my teeth on it. Back in 15, it was a normal market, which we're kind of returning to now. And obviously some parts are distressed, but so I would start there. I would get one of those local services, whether it was Red X, Vulcan 7. I like Vulcan 7 personally, no endorsement, of course, but I used to use it. And it would pour in that day. You'd see all the expireds, all the cancels. And then I would be, I would really pick and choose even at that point. And this is no offense to anybody. I didn't want to deal with the $500,000 seller for the markets I was in. Um, they were almost first time home sellers. It was for, for all the work to do for there, why not go after bigger ones? So I would see ones that would expire uh, one to 2 million, 3 million, 4 million in some cases up to 10. So that's the first start. Interesting. Um, most people... Quick question. Do you yeah. find that a lot of people go after that higher end expired? Or do you feel like people get a little bit timid and scared away from that? Like, I wonder how many people are actually calling luxury. Like how many people are calling the $10 million expired? Sure. Over. So here, our average price point on 30A is like two. Well, it was up as high as like 2.2 million. It's obviously come down. So yes, would somebody call a 10 million? They don't get as many calls. No, because number one, like you said, scared as hell to do it. The ego protects us, right? The ego says, hey, they probably wouldn't want us. They don't They don't want anybody calling their phone. So yeah, that stops them. The ego and, the, and you start telling yourself a story. Oh, I, I shouldn't call there. They they probably already have an agent. They're going to go back with their agent. They'd start telling that story. But yeah, I'd ask, hey, you know, Mark, I'm curious, man. You must be, your phone must be blowing up. You're getting all these calls about your home coming off. 
They're like, no, not really. And I'd start tracking that. So, okay, anything over 5 million, the calls drop way off. Interesting. Good point, guys. Mm -hmm. Take notes, man. That's a really interesting point. That's what my gut said. Um, Okay, who else other than expireds? What are you doing now? Also, a little bit expired again, not much, but more it's uh, just sold pendings. Now, I will say, you know, I'm part of a team I was uh, invited to join a couple of years ago. It's been the best thing I've ever done, but it also gives us an opportunity to market around our own sales, of course. So we'll do a lot of that. And a lot of that, I will say, is not the lowest hanging fruit. So that you have thick skin or it's going to be a lower conversion rate, but you're calling, you're just educating them. Hey, you know, hey, great news. I don't know if you saw the card I sent over. Because well, I'll put a scannable code on it where they can watch a video. I'll talk about the property sold. Um, just let them know what happened. Hey, great news. Market is starting to flatten out. But your neighborhood property just went under contract in 15 days. It was listed at $1,100 a square foot. You know, I'm shocked to see that. I'm just extremely happy. I wanted to share it with you guys. Hey, before I let you go, Mark, I am curious, though, if you could get a strong price like this, would you have any consideration in selling right now? What's go, you know? What's your thoughts? Then you just get into a regular conversation. Now, truth be told, I've done this so many times. I've had repetition. So you could say one thing. Over time, I've learned it's like practical intelligence, knowing what to say, how to say it for the highest value. I'll find, I'll know ahead. So you might say, no, no, we're not going to sell right now. Okay, yeah, I understand that. You know, but what price couldn't you say no to? Or if you were to sell, is this more of a time-based thing where you have to wait six months or you just don't have somewhere else to go after this? Because these are investment homes. So if it's off the beach, maybe ask, hey, you know, I'm, I'm curious. I love this neighborhood. If you could ever sell something closer to the beach, would that be like the dream? Would you want to do that? And just kind of get into it from there. But yeah. Now, you just said something interesting. These are invest. These are like second homes. Yeah. So our market. In your market. So that's interesting because you got a lot of out of state people yeah. who might not be privy to like what the hell's going on every day and, and whatnot. And that's you use that an to your advantage. It's smart. It is a cheat code here. You're right. Because they don't have an agent. And, and most of the time, let's be really honest with ourselves, right? What's the old Narstat? Um, 80% of people loved their past agent. It's even probably higher than that. How many times do they use them again? And then the numbers drop way down to like, like 18%. That's because yeah. you guys fail to stay in touch with them. Exactly. So even here, it's even easier because out of sight, out of mind, I don't see them. So if I can get a relationship started, even if they don't want to sell right then, you know, we're not thinking about selling right now. Great. And of course, we get the follow-up process started, emails, video. and Stay in front of them. Run from there. Yeah. Interesting. I like this a lot, guys. There's a lot of nuggets um, we're unpacking over here. Uh, out of curiosity, you just said that um, the market in your, in your in Florida, I'm in San Diego, and is the market depreciating there right now, currently? Uh, Are you yeah, seeing a yeah. lesser of values? And how much have a hit has it taken in the last six months? Sure. It, here, it's really... It's it's a I'd say it's not a strange thing. It's unique. We're having some neighborhoods that have, I would say, in my words, completely pulled back. You know, they were at let's say two million. They're lucky to get now at one eight, in some cases, right? Because they have too much inventory. Ten percent price like twenty twenty two. But some of the waterfronts we're still seeing twenty two hundred a square foot, twenty four hundred a square foot. Now there's less of it, and I will say the sellers and buyers. It's a it's a war because. There's good inventory and then there's bad. And the bad inventory is overpriced and not turnkey. The good inventory is priced closer to market and has beautiful finishes, completely redone. Uh, even the furniture is upgraded because for our market, that's an important thing because people buy the homes furnished. And 
that way they can walk in, they'll do it. But yeah, I mean, sales drop off quite 30% less than last year. I'm, I haven't looked at numbers this week, but if yeah. I had to get about 30% less transactions. Yep. And you got to just work hard, uh, harder. Um, I mean, that's yeah. the opportunity though in itself, because a lot of the agents who just list the house on the MLS wait for the buyer to come, um, you know, they're going to reality is and when the shifts happen, you go out of business. Um, it happened last time. It's yeah. going to happen again, probably. But for those of you who are listening, actually doing the shit full time, you have an opportunity. You're just gonna have to grind. Like we all did. I grinded when I started this dude grinds every fucking day. And if you're not grinding, like you're not going, there's no easy button in this business. And whatever that grind is for you, for me, it was content creation for, for George, it's calling. And, um, there's a thing out there for you guys. Um, all right, let's go to the art of the call here. Um, cause this is interesting. I don't know if we should role play this or what, but, um, walk me through, I'm a seller. All of a sudden you interrupt my day with a call. And this is more of like a circle prospecting thing. You're just starting to build a relationship through a phone call, getting their information and then farming them essentially. Is that um, what I'm hearing here? Yeah. I mean, that's good. Especially now the markets come down. You're at, it goes right back to what it was from 2015, uh, um, 2019. Okay. You know? And the call, you're right. So you hit it and it's different tonalities, but the opening is very simple. We don't want to waste their time because again, as you said a little bit while ago, when you looked at your phone, and scam likely because you know what you build that habit up in your subconscious to say nah salesperson narrators telling you don't pick that phone up yep well i i get you on the phone it's very simple the tonality straightforward say hey mark and like yeah in the south i view a couple of things a little different than i would in this where i was before but the south is the you know the uptick hey mark right there it's like do i know this person hey mark it's george local agent here in you know in destin hey the reason for my calling i'll keep it quick I saw your home came off the market. I'm sure you're getting a bunch of calls from people telling you I can sell your house in 30 days, cash buyers and all that stuff. They'll usually say, yeah, yeah they're calling. Well, cool. I wasn't calling about that. The reason I was calling, I was looking at the photos of your house. I have to ask this. How in the world did this thing not sell? You got a beautiful kitchen. You know, it looks like you have a bigger lot. with more oh, front of Complimenting them. Yep. Implied compliment. And then the way I look at it, I become their friend yeah. right at the back. Because I will say that that line right there uh, three weeks ago was worth 7.6 million of a listing I got because when we got it and did the phone call to get it, sat down with him. I asked at the end, I said, hey, I'm just curious. I know we have a great uh, trail sales track history, but what made you invite me to your house? He goes, well, no one ever asked me why my home didn't sell. So, you know, all the stuff we study and we take surveys after we talk to people, we know that line works. Yeah. So we asked that line, you know, because we're generally interested. It's like, this house is beautiful. What happened? They'll tell us, if they bash their agent, I will tell you this 100%. Don't do that. Don't join in. Just say, I, I completely say, hey, I get it. You know, sometimes we hire people with the best intentions. doesn't work out. It is what it is. Go right to the next question. Is usually, it's always an A or B, typically, because we want to give them opportunities to answer, not yes or no. Mm -hmm. Hey, Mark, I'm curious. You told me you're taking it off. We'll understand that. But if you had sold this, were you going to reinvest here locally or were you going to cash out, take your bag of money and head for the hills? Let them answer. And all we're doing is building up rapport. Yeah. And then we start we start positioning ourselves like, hey, if you are going to put it back on and we have the conversation, you know, we'll become a problem solver. Yep. You know, you know, George, I was thinking about, you know, cashing out, maybe reinvesting in, uh, you know, upstate Georgia. Uh, there's a lot of mountain houses we're interested. And, I'll, you know, I'll, I will push on the pain a little bit, but I'll just say, wow, is that dream dead now? You know, the, the agent unfortunately couldn't do it. Is that dream dead? Well, we're not really sure. Well, what if there was a preference? Would 
would you still want to hold on to this and not get to Georgia? Or if you could find a different solution and move or move your equity to the next house, would you want to do that? What's the best choice for you? And if they're really motivated, we'll get to it. And if they're not, then we just simply go back into, like you said, get the email, follow up, stay in touch, educate them through our videos and talking about market updates. And then hopefully one day secure that listing. Did you uh, guys catch the importance of the tonality in the beginning? And I tell us all the time for people that we create content for is that the tonality is everything. No one's going to remember what you're saying. They remember how you're saying it. And if you notice the pitch in his voice right at the beginning, and he said that on purpose, he goes, it's got to be a little uppity in, in the South because you got to play, you got a chameleon with these people and you got to mirror them. And uh, when you do that, they're subliminally more attracted to you. I remember one of my old agents, I started uh, when I was in Chicago, I had a brokerage and then I tried to do lead generation for agents and no one could ever convert. Like it was just, I just gave up, but I would record their phone calls and, uh, and we were, I was bringing in a ton of calls. We we're getting inbound calls like crazy. But then when I would listen to this one guy was one agent on my team. And he was like, this is, this is how he sounded when he would go. And they were, they were inbound calls. Okay. These weren't outbound. These are inbound leads, sellers calling. Yeah. He'd go, hello. Yes. Oh, hold on a second. Let me grab my pen. That was his opening line. Let me grab my fucking pen. Are you shitting me? Like, yeah. let me grab my pen so I can sell you something is all he said. And I'm like, and his tone was so off. Like it made mm -hmm. me irk. How important is the tonality? Oh, it's everything. It's like you just said, because even I track back when I used to call and I told you, I would think back and I talk my, I, there's a friend I always talk to in California. We always prospect back and forth and have conversations. And one thing we both joked about, how the hell did someone ever pick us? We didn't know what we were talking about. We didn't know how to close efficiently. But what we did do, and it brings you right back to what you said, the tonality. Yeah. Now, as time went on, and I, there's a guy that I always credit with me, and I, I co he coached me for a month and put me on track to get higher listings. And when we did that, he was trained by Jordan Belfort oh, in that yeah. program. And I really dove deep into the tonality because there's stuff he does, like the whisper. You know, like sometimes I may get into a situation where I'm like, you know, Mark, can I tell you why that scares the hell out of me that you're thinking about using the same agent? And then you you can come up, you know, my energy comes up. I might now for me, I had to have an internal thing that says, George, stop speaking so fast. That's like, yeah. The boss it in you. yeah. So you're right. There's going to be times where NL, you put doubt in. Really? What makes you say that? And you, you can come up, you can come down. Yes. And, if, you know, a lot of times, too, and this isn't a tonality part, but asking permission, giving them the ability to say no. Hey, Mark, would it be okay if I'm direct with you right here? And they'll, yeah, yeah, of course. What is it? And then that's a way to get your point across without having to be too salesy or talking too much. Because they give you that permission now, yeah, of course, be direct. Well, I got to tell you, the plan you have set up, I've seen it happen before. The percentage of it working out for you to get this money out is probably not in your best interest. And can I explain why you go into it? But the tonality, if you hit it right in the head, sometimes I will whisper. I'll bring my tone really down. In elongate words, you know, Mark, how in the world did that not sell? Like I, I work on that craft so much. Like sometimes people laugh. They start laughing because they're like, I don't know. I don't know how my household doesn't sell. And then you can you can feel that come back to you when you're talking to them. And it gets mm -hmm. you do it enough times, it registers. Like in my brain, yeah. if I hear you pause the slightest bit when I ask, Hey, this is George, I'm a local agent here in town, and you can hear them go. Fuck. And I know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you've been getting calls, haven't you? And I'm yeah. like, yes. 
I mean, I, I got to tell you, you get the worst of the worst calling because they're not trained on what to do and how to work and help you efficiently. And then we kind of go into it. But the tonality without it, it's, you're right. It's like, hello, how are you? What are you doing? It stays flat. Well, it's, it's why I hang up when I get cold called from India because I can hear the boiler room in the background of people yeah. just out making outbound calls and you just hear them. You're like, dude, I'm, in a, I'm on the other end of a sales floor. Like, fuck off. You yeah, know, like, exactly. I don't want to talk to you. Um, all right, so this is cool. I like this a lot. Uh, the second piece, though, is that he did in his cough, you guys are paying attention and taking notes, was that he differentiated himself in instantly. He told them the opposite of what everyone else was telling him. He knows what they're already telling him, right? Is that accurate? Correct. Yeah. So tonality match, then differentiate what the fuck's in it for you, him or the caller. And then what makes you any different from everybody else? And agents are a commodity guys. Sometimes just listening and caring is the difference. Absolutely. <laughs> That's his. Don't difference. get me wrong. We're, we're the number one team here. So we can talk about our numbers, but if you go right into like, if you're, if you're a kick-ass agent in that neighborhood and sell all the homes, right. And my home comes off. Yes. People want to work with winners. We know that, right? In any walk of life, we want. That's why we cheer for our athletes. We we go to the best restaurants. We try to go to the best things here and there because people want to be affiliated with winners, right? But if you go in and you're like, "Oh my God," you know, last year we sold this, da, 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 and you start talking about yourself too much, you can even lose them there. Yeah, hundred percent. That's not about because you'll leave that conversation. You'll feel great. Oh man, I just told Mark that we sold the most homes here on the water. He's got to choose me. But then an agent comes in and basically shifts to, I'm a problem solver. I'm going to put all my energy into this, but let's really dive deep dive. What exactly do you need to get out of this house to make it for you to move? Yeah. Now I'll get to that part and then I'll reintroduce myself and say, Hey, you know, I didn't mention this at the beginning, Mark, but I had to tell you this. We're the number one team here. We sell X, Y, Z last year. And I'm not banging my chest to show you how impressive I am. I'm only saying this because if you do decide to sell your house again, you can feel great inside knowing that this is the transactions we handle day in and day out. And we can sell this house. It's just going to be a matter of either fine tuning the marketing. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll see some stuff in the house that we may want to ch change a little bit, or maybe you do have to adjust your price. But before we get into that, and then we go into another question and then close from there. Love it. Um, let's get into the video stuff. Um, and then you just carry on the conversation question question based selling um you know like take a mike ferry course um if you guys want to learn more about that let's get into the nurturing because i think that's where the conversion happens right. um so you're I, I just want to know like what's your expectations to me talking to you like i don't think you give a shit if you get a listing appointment on the first one i think you just want to put them on your drips yeah because anybody who ever talks about calling i hear some kind of coaching programs makes me cringe you're like the ones that don't tell all the truth all the time is like, oh, yeah, just get them, get an appointment, get 100 appointments a month, all that, that bullshit, which is great. But let's be truthful. You're right. A lot of their times like, hey, I may need I want to just take 30 days off. The market jaded them. They need a time off. And that's again, that's when you align. Hey, I completely understand. You know what, Mark? That's probably the best option right now. Why don't you take the 30 days off? Let the listing cool off and then jump back in. And now let me the, demonstrate why I'm the man for the job. Yeah. Through now content and video and all that. Great. Yeah. And I, I like Bomb Bomb personally because I can do screen records. Mm -hmm. So if I'm talking to you and say, hey, Mark, I'm going to keep you updated. If I see a, a really strong sale, should I be sending that to you, keeping you updated? And they'll say, of course, yeah, please send it over. And then the videos are simply, you got the screen record up top. 
I usually have the MLS background and it's just walking through it. Or if it's a significant thing Mark. or one better, if I have material that I want to share that I didn't want to bore you over the phone and just talk about it, I'll do a screen share, a screen record of it and just show you, hey, I didn't have a chance really to go over this, Mark. Below, you're going to see this and here's some more material about it. And sometimes if we like we do some of the best videos here in terms of marketing a home. So I'll take a video, pause, not pause, excuse me, take the audio out of it, play in the background, explain why it's so important, why it transitions the way it does. <laughs> That's great. Because what it does, it really starts showing like, holy shit, this guy's way too much in the real estate listings. It's uh, well, it's demonstration. Life. That's what I like about it is that yeah. um, it's the key. And then you're, you're, you're leveraging content not to sell, to demonstrate. And there's a major difference between that because most people will just start selling on when they're on video. They're like, oh, me, 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 me. And they always revert back to like trying to talk someone into something when the reality is you don't have to talk on anyone into anything. You just have to show them what you know. And that demonstration will, in fact, help convert them on over to you. Um, do you guys set this up on, uh, are you doing these personally? Or are you, are you like, hey, I talk, like, say you talk to the guy, Mark, we hang up the phone. I'm, I basically tell you I'm going to take 30 to 60 days just to chill. I'm, I'm burnt out on this home selling process. I'm going to Airbnb it for another 45 days. Let me get some cash flow. And then maybe I might want to relist this. Mm -hmm. um, how often are you touching base with them? in that scenario, like, or do you put them on an automated like drip where these videos are going out where you have different sequence of videos that you, that like an FAQ, a case study, maybe um, listing videos that you guys have done, like what kind of content and how often, what's the frequency? Sure. I do, I do keep them on a home valuation and I let, I let them know ahead of time, hey, I'm going to send this to you. I said, keep in mind, this is an algorithm and your prices, you're going to see it one month go way up. It'll probably pull back, but they're all kind of the same AI model. Number two, I'll send a screen record initially, first day, just thanking them, showing some material. And then it just really depends on it. Yes, we will do some case studies, like you said. Hey, I just wanted to share this with you. When you are getting ready to gear up in 30 days, here's something we recently did. We'll kind of go through it. I am starting to implement more of the pre-recorded. Just pre-record a couple. And it won't be specifically, hey, Mark, look at this. I'll just let them know, hey, you're going to have some stuff come across, kind of showing you a few things that we're doing. Uh, we're yeah. really excited about them so that we don't have to take the time of every time going, hey, Mark, it's George from the Blanket Ship Group. It's more of, hey, this is exactly what I wanted to show you. Yeah, so we'll pre-record that. And, and I'm sure you have your, your video on when you're doing the screen recording, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's, so that's important, guys, because now you're putting the face with the name and mm -hmm. it just makes you more human, right? Uh, we do a lot of, we're starting to do a lot of these conversion videos for law firms and attorneys. Um and uh, that's all it is. It's the same thing. It's, it's a very similar business model as an agent, but um, it's all conversion because people can inquire, but you got to follow Like no one's going to just call you up and list. It, it happens guys, but there aren't like so many come list me. like that everyone wishes. Like I wish the business was like that. It's not, but he's building a giant database is what he's doing. He's making calls. I guarantee you he has set time block where he's making these calls, but what he's really doing is building a database. And that database is just sending out because these people will eventually move just a matter of when and 80% of them are going to hire the first person they meet with again. Now, maybe they might meet with two or three people in an expired situation, but the vast majority of sellers don't want to do that. They don't give a shit. They just want to know they hired the right person. They don't want to go interview 20 agents and then try to figure out who does this, who does that. No one cares. They want the job done, especially in this market. These are high D personalities you're dealing with. They're dealing with multi-million dollar properties. They're bottom of the line people, I'm sure. 
Yeah, and you're right. I mean, they just want it done. And, and it, this went for any time. Of course, I've sold in other markets where they're this is regular neighborhood, and, and they want. But again, they want somebody who is going to if it's expired. And what what I can sell on it? Look, I'm a bulldog. You're you're going to hire me to get the results done. You did it the first time. It didn't work out. We all try one way. And now it's time to go a different way. And that's why, again, we bring everything that's different. And the difference is me, right? Yeah. You could We could plug in 100 people on this team or any of the biggest teams. Like you mentioned, Josh Alton at the beginning. Obviously, he has a big team. You could plug in anybody in those numbers. If you don't know how to close correctly, if you know how to make that client feel special, if you know how to be a problem solver, those numbers aren't going to do shit for you. Yeah. They're just, it's going to be something you can talk to your friends about. Oh, I'm on this team and we sold this. Well, how are you using those numbers correctly? You know, how can you bring those numbers and give service to your clients? Yep. That's the name of the game, guys. You're a real estate problem solver. You're not a salesperson. You take care of, you help people who have problems with their real estate because that's essentially what it is. Like, and if you focus it on that, it's a lot easier to sell through that way. Uh, very cool, dude. This is awesome. Um, yeah. Any other things you want to add? I think we got it all. I think people got to- Yeah, one thing I do want to say, I think it goes back to this, right? Like you send out video, you do a ton of it. I mean, heck, I mean, your, your title of who you are. Um, all that is, is an invitation, right? Whether we're calling, doing a video, we're giving them a future invitation to either open our email again or to pick our phone up. If you got a lot of fake yeses and you weren't, like you said, you're very monotone, you didn't excite them, you didn't, nothing went off in their gut to say, let me call, let me answer, let me stay in touch with this guy or woman. You don't do any of that. You just gave them the worst invitation in the world and they're going to take it, crumple it up in their head and throw it out. Mm -hmm. If you, like you said, you send over videos and your videos are boring and they're not they're just like the videos like, hey, Mark, I know we have 30 days till it's time to list again. I can't wait till you use it. They're going to be like, who the hell is this person? Yeah. You give that invitation. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, no one said, number one, no one's sending me this stuff. No one's going over in detail. He's done. He's definitely put himself as an expert and this is someone we can trust. Yep. And this is what we like. And then the closes from there. Yeah, I like it. It's all demonstration, folks. Um, and I like how you're using video um, in all aspects of this. I'm all for that. Um, dude, this is awesome. Why don't you tell people where they could find you? If you guys have referrals for Destin area, why don't you um, let them know how they can reach you so that uh, you get credit for that? I appreciate it, man. I think the best way that everybody's using it now is just, I love Instagram. You can go to G Delamas RE. You can find me there. We're also going to starting um, starting a video series on YouTube. It's going to be more of a talk show. It's going to be called Cocktails or for Closers. Um, we've already kind of started it. If you ever want to tune in, our first uh, one should be coming out hopefully in the next five to six days. Cool. Depending on our editor, of course, because we we try to put 30 minutes out there, make it fun. And that'll be going out all the time, too, as well. Just some great stuff to know about. our. It's going to be all about 30A. What's things selling for? What are things getting listed for? So if you ever just want to watch a fun thing and... I promise you it won't be the same kind of thing you see out there. It's going to be more of a talk show that I don't think we're seeing as much on YouTube. I like it. Keep hustling, dude. Great job. And thanks for sharing all that knowledge. It was quite a bit. Um, a lot of people come on this show. Uh, that thing was fucking packed. Go watch that again, guys. Um, it's going to be stuff like that that's going to get you through the next market. Um, you're going to have to do things different uh, in whatever way it is. And if you're not uncomfortable right now, you're not growing and you're not going to grow, period. You have to constantly push yourself to do shit you don't want to do. And in the days you do, I promise you, you will look back and think the fact that you did it. Um, that's the only time we ever grow as individuals, as business owners, as you want to constantly be the most uncomfortable person in the room. That's at least my motto. Um, it hasn't served me wrong yet. And I don't know anyone else who else who does it because it, it keeps pushing you. Content, being content is for losers.
can't be content. Hustle, go for it. Um, but you don't have to do it working hard either. You can just do it working smart. Appreciate you guys. If you guys have any additional questions on this dude, leave some notes, uh, contact them. But thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Market Dude podcast. Uh, you guys know where to find me. Um, check out our software, referralsuite.com, www.referralsuite.com. We farm your database for you so they don't forget you exist. And then people start calling you and referring you. It's very simple. If you understand Gary Keller's Millionaire Agent book, well, this is a software modeled after that. And it makes content creation very fucking easy. Go there at www.referralsuite.com. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.